What's going on, friends? This is random number 121. That's right. I'm Ox. That over there is Luke. And we're going to talk about the latest and greatest you should be watching. Maybe some stuff you should be avoiding. And we're even taking a look back at a couple different ones just because spooks and uh, it'll be the end of the best and worst list, isn't it? This is the end. Nice. So for this week, we got next episode of Titans, obviously. Uh, the pilot of Watchmen just premiered on HBO last night. Uh, for Spooks, we got The Thing in Suspiria. For the final one of the best list, we got Shawshank. Uh, I vetoed the worst list because it was a spoof film, and I was done with those. Uh, and then for theatrically, we got Maleficent 2 and Zombieland 2, as well as The Laundromat, now on Netflix this last weekend. Uh, did you get everything watched? Everything you just listed, yes. Nice. Uh, any other news you want to talk about before we dive in? No. All right. So, how do you feel about Titans yet? Uh, it's a thing. <laughs> There's, it's, it goes to that very contrived well of like character is seeing someone who's not there and that's the embodiment of their conscious and it's taunting them and it's just like do I need that? But then you get fucking Dora Mom- Mormont doing the Batusi so I'm also cool with that. So I don't know. Mm, yep, it was just it was definitely a thing. Uh, <laughs> do you think Deathstroke is actually in there or was Rosa Plants? Mm, do you think that According to the reactions, no one gives a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's pr- that's right where I am. It's like like I don't fucking know, man. Like Dick literally breaks in and he's just like, "Deathstroke's here." He's been taking pictures of us, and everyone's like, "Bro, why you got a gun?" And he's like, "Oh, I need to go talk to Jason later." And everyone's <laughs> like, <laughs> and then let's just have five minutes spill our guts out on the the rooftop because. Man, Jason's really gotten a bad shake of things. If I were him, I'd just bust everybody's chops. To hell with everybody. Mine is Superboy, because you'll kick the shit out of him. <laughs> I do love how ridiculous it is that, like, I get Raven being a little fucking prissy little preschool teenage girl. It's just like, you did it, Jason. Of course you did. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. She would throw a fit. But then Hawks are like, listen, you little shit. Don't fuck with my stuff. I'll beat the hell out of you. Like, yeah. Whoa. When were, when have you ever been like, hey, don't leave a, a nice bottle of bourbon by my bed. Knock that shit off. I'm like, no, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Plus, and then like, <laughs> and then like when uh, Don and Don are like, you moved that picture of my friend who was murdered. And then Don's like, and you gave me that soda that only Gar gave me. And it's like, how the know about this you should goddamn brains people uh it's also really great that like since superboy is there can he look like didn't they show him last episode like being able to look through walls and shit like that yeah he showed his x-ray vision last week it should be easy for him just be like listen we got a problem uh there's a uh killer on the loose here in the the pad we need to find him he's like oh two seconds found him or (laughs) i love that (laughs) He comes back wielding his gun, and they're like, who's missing? He's like, oh, yeah, Jason, not Rose, not the person we saved and is like the killer's uh, spawn. 
No, Jason's not here. Let's go make sure he's all right. <laughs> well, it's a smart move because Jason was gonna be like, "I I need to fall again and just fucking eat the pavement." Listen, that's what you I need to do. Get that one high, and you gotta have more. It's just gotta have that fix of falling off a fifteen story building. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This this episode was beyond messy. Yeah, it was pretty messy. I love that he's <laughs> a dick just walking into the fucking uh, Deathstroke's handler's penthouse and just <laughs> just fucking knocks his ass out. Then obviously Deathstroke yeah. just has eyes on him. It's just hmm. so we're halfway through the season now. I guess next episode we are. we're getting to figure out what the hell happened to Jericho. Hmm. Let's see. Maybe they'll do the full. Jericho's a weird character. I'll just leave it at that. Dick killed people in the comics? Uh, I think he might have killed Blockbuster, the character in his original like solo series, but uh, he's pretty adamant uh, on the whole like no killing rule. You know, he's admonished. Bruce for how far he's gone with stuff. I know. They're making a big deal about that, but remember that first episode out of the gate. He was just fucking slaughtering people in the alley, and I'm sure it just looked that way, obviously, but like he's throwing his fucking Robin badge and fucking straight up people's chests. Like, there's no way he yeah, I think people along the way. <laughs> I think the, the show took a while to find the tone it was going for and it's definitely moved away from how dark and gritty it was in that first season something that's more recognizably titans-esque yeah. um but then you run into that kind of dichotomy between the two i got you um i don't know but there's stuff i like in it i, I still like some of it i love i do love that like his manifestation of Bruce isn't only an asshole, but like he's a petty little bitch about everything. <laughs> Man, I cannot. I hope they show him with the cowl because it real. I really just can't picture him as Batman. He's just this rich philanthropist. But also, True. Uh, <laughs> I love that Eve walks into life just to make sure or to find. To help them figure out how to save Superboy, and like she's like, oh, I'm just gonna peace out. You guys are fine. And it's like, no, you have a fucking uh, medical person there. Like, keep her on board. Like, clearly you guys need that because you're idiots. But I don't know, just ridiculous. But Crypto's back, and that's all I was worried about. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he didn't throw a rocket at anybody. He's going so. to. Can you imagine if he if he just starts fucking catching uh, Deathstroke sniper bullets and he just starts spitting them back at him? That's what I want to see. Can you? I hope it's like a modified like fastball special. Like he grabs Jason and just throws him a Deathstroke. I hope whatever happens, the team doesn't have a, a a hand in taking him down, except Crypto throwing the whole team at him. <laughs> That's all I want now. So, good stuff. I mean, I'm still enjoying it. It's just so weird to contrast with those first. Like, 
like you said, it, it finally found its footing, but like it's still playing off some of those things from those early episodes, obviously. But obviously, when we get the crosses all over fucking Raven's room, too. So that was just too weird. But yeah. I'm sure it'll be all revealed next episode. So we only have a week to wait. I bet you next week's another fucking flashback. Yeah, episode. but we'll get like the the what happened at like the last five minutes, and we'll be like, guess what's happening next week, and then we'll go flash again. So it's whatever. Mm. Um, so jump from there. Uh, fuck it. Let's talk Watchmen. How'd you feel about it? It is really, really, really good. Don't grumble. You know it's good. You just hate Lindelof so much you don't want to admit it. I, I agree with the, both of these things. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's a little weird considering, like, it feels like they took everything they did good about the book and they're just like, let's twist it around just for the fuck of it. Like, the whole using uh, fucking... I can't think. Rorschach's mask as a sign of this movement is just really grabs my gear. And I guess that's kind of how you have to play it off. And why? Okay, explain to me why it grinds your girl gear, gear. Because I think it plays perfectly. Uh, because he's. Um, in the movie, it in the series, it seems like he was always the embodiment of doing the right thing even up to the last point where he's killed by dr manhattan and then in this series it kind of seems like they're making it that play off like they're just taking his symbol and using it for like this white nationalist movement okay but think of how this have you read the book or you just see the movie i've read the book Okay, so, I mean, the movie is pretty slavish to it, but think of how that story ends, though. It ends with Rorschach sending his notebook to uh, a right-wing publication. Uh, It's true, like, Rorschach did what he thought was right. It doesn't mean that it was right. It's what he thought it was right. So you almost have, it's this group who is latched on to these words of someone who is very unstable and using it to propagate their own ideals. It's perfect in terms of white supremacy. Mm. Mm. Especially when you think of them literally quoting lines from his journal of, you know, the politicians and the whores will look up and ask for me to save them, but I'll say no, because I'm above them. We are better than them. It's perfect for them to take Rorschach's ideals Mm. and twist them that way. Mm, I get what you're saying. I don't know. I I feel like it's a lot of it's just my bias against Lindelof, and I'm just looking for things to hate because like the action's really great, uh, the songs or the soundtrack really moves it along well. Um, I don't know, it's it's just odd for the most part, but really good. Um, I don't know, it's it's just well, a really know. hard thing to the to dissect right now. Mm, it's just it's it is definitely biased i can hear it in your voice so you're trying not to say anything nice listen i want to it's just too weird for me 
I feel like one episode in, like, we get a taste and we have a feeling of the direction it's going to take. But, man, if he gets to the end and he fucking shits the bed and isn't able to land it. Does this have two seasons already, or is it just the first one yet? I'm pretty sure it's just the first season. I don't know. To hell with him. But... You're such a baby. (laughs) Definitely check it out. I mean, the pilot's worth watching because it's fucking cool and... It feels very much in this Watchmen atmosphere-esque story, so. Yeah, it definitely, it takes the tone of moral ambiguity that pervaded through that original story and went in. Um, I love the way that it's inverting your own expectations within the first episode. Um, You know, that we literally open on a black and white silent film and them talking about you know we're the you know the the bass reeves or whatever that characters <clears throat> was uh talking about how there won't be mob justice and you know it's about a fair trial even though the police are, this this police sheriff's corrupt there won't be mob justice we're going to do this the right way and then it ends with possibly a corrupt officer being lynched hmm. through mob justice like you know you parallel that beginning so well and just the idea that like you get this inverted Superman origin story in the opening, the cold open, I think works really well. Um, you know, this, uh, this, the, 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 the doomed area being destroyed and the parents putting this, their only son on this vessel to get out as their only hope uh, just mirrors, mm. you know, it's taking superhero iconography and, Distorting it in just the way that Moore and Gibbons did with the original book. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, also, Don Johnson's great uh, for being the figurehead of the police department, it seems. Um, does a great job, but uh, I'm more interested. I don't know. The timelines are a little weird for me because it seems like it starts before any of the Watchmen, obviously, with the doomed area. Um, then there's like little flashes showing off like when the actual Watchmen take place and this is obviously a larger portion of this is after that. Um, we get the newspaper clipping that shows like Velt's um, essentially been destroyed. Um, and Irons is Osmandius, right? Uh, it's one of those things that it's basically obvious but they won't say it yet. Like I think HBO even put out a presser being like, it's probably who you think it is, but we're not going to oh. say it. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it all really works really well. But I mean, just my bias coming through. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really good. Uh, I'm just, I'm immediately intrigued with uh, this world. Um, you know, I mean, there, you know, like I said, it takes thematically what was in the book of, you know, why did these people do this and what kind of person puts on a mask? And they're they're expanding upon that by the idea of like racial inequality and uh, police brutality. And, you know, if the police wear masks, are they any different than vigilantes? It's very timely and it's walking a very thin line that it's very easy. They can overstep mm-hmm. to the wrong way. But right now, I think I'm hooked enough. Plus, it ends on enough of a 
mystery to keep you kind of going. Um, You know, you get, you get that, you know, like Don Johnson's character is lynched at the end and it's the old man in the wheelchair holding the note that that boy had it. Than the opening you scene. You don't think the old boy almost a hundred years earlier. You don't think the old boy in the or the old man in the wheelchair is that boy? Could be. I mean, but like I said, it's it's a hundred year gap that they jumped. So. Um, but you know, you see that, but then you also get the idea of you know he he calls uh, he calls her and says you know no masks because I know who you are. Plus. You go back to that opening, not the opening, but that one of that first introductory scenes where, yeah, and he's like, do you think I can lift 200 pounds? Because he obviously knew where he was going to end up. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of got that, like, Dr. Manhattan out of time thing going Mm on. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, I don't know. It it was also really weird, uh, the Jeremy Irons and the whole watch scene. Um because if he is Ozymandias, it doesn't. Why? Why would anybody care about him being a watchmaker or stuff like that? So, I think it'll be interesting to see how. Well, he's not. Well, it, since he wrote that play about the, the biggest... watchmaker's son. Yeah, which is a reference to Doctor Manhattan, yeah. who was a watchmaker's son. So I don't know. We'll see. So, oh. I suppose this is a weekly, right? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Okay. It's it's only nine episodes, oh, yeah, so. Um, so let's jump from there and let's uh, let's finish up the best and worst list in with uh, Shawshank being at the top of the best list. How do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. Still overrated. <laughs> you know what? I'm actually pleasantly surprised that this is the the top of the list because it's so such a mediocre film that has a. a well enough to do uh, moral compass to it. Um, kind of just highlights what we've gone through up to this point for this these lists. Um, and I feel like it's a, it's a very middle ground for the best and the worst, for sure. Yeah, it's just, like you said, it's just such a overhyped like it's fine but like at no point do i ever want to like watch this movie you know like (laughs) go back a couple weeks and like i'll absolutely watch the godfather again or dark knight or good the bad the ugly like i'll watch all those movies like shawshank i don't ever need to see that movie again ever i didn't need to see it again this time yeah, it was also it was always one of those things that what like I just catch it on uh, TV and I just watch it like to the point where I don't think I've ever seen the open where he's sitting in the car with the gun. Uh, so like when I watched it this time, I was like, "Is that is that in this version?" And I was like, "Hmm, maybe I've just always missed that opening." But uh, well, yeah, because yeah. you know that's just like TNT being like. We got five hours. Let's just throw on Shawshank with commercials. <laughs> we'll, that, that'll cover our Sunday. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I, I like it. Uh, it's got this idea of hope being dangerous, uh, but also like it seems like prison is the the perfect place to be because you just have your if you're just willing to do a living, like it sets you up perfectly. 
Um, because when you see these people get out of prison and they've been institutionalized, like the world doesn't give a fuck who they are. And like, they're thrown in these, essentially thrown to the wolves, uh, because they have to figure out how to live their new lives all over again. So I don't know. It's a good movie. I think if you've never seen it, definitely check it out. But like you said, I don't think I have any other reasons to revisit this for a long time anyway. Yeah, and also like, come on, IMDb users, this is the fucking <laughs> highest rated movie. But uh, I also really appreciate uh, Stephen King's storytelling as well as being paired with Frank Darabont. Um, I think he gets a rap for just being a horror writer, but like this story is really great in the details and everything along the way. Um, lays out everything perfectly. Like you're never guessing what anything's happening, but uh, it it does lead you along the path and like tells you the, this great story that has some mm, ambiguities to it and moral issues. But at the end of the t- and at the end of the story, it's it's just really well put together. So I just wish like Red would have showed up on the beach. And Tim Robbins like, <laughs> you made it. By the way, I really did kill my wife. <laughs> I really wish that would have happened to you. That would have been the perfect ending. But, all right. So, jumping from there, we're done with the best and worst list. Um, let's talk about the spooks for this week. And what the fuck is going on with Suspiria? <laughs> Are you okay? No. Like, your tweet scared me. with that movie? No fucking thank you. Like, I don't know. There's so much about this movie that just got under my skin for the most part. Um, it feels like that perfect film like for you. Did you really enjoy this movie? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was in my top ten list last year. I, was, I, I um, thought so too, but I didn't want to be too presumptuous. Um, but... Uh, as I was watching it again, I was just like, man, I let him off the hook easy this year because I didn't pick any scary movies. Like, I picked movies that are horror, but they're not <laughs> overly like, scary in any way. And then you're all like, nope, can't watch anything else. Suspiria fucked me up. I'm like, wait, what? It did? I, I was waiting for you to like, okay, this is the last week of spooks. Here's the realest fucking shit and terrifying and everything like that. Uh, so I'm glad to hear that you did it. Um, no, it's it's I don't know. It's that slow burn like uh, Texas Chainsaw and Halloween. Like I feel like it's it's very in groove with you. Um, did you ever see the original? Yeah, I've seen it. It's it's a movie. <laughs> um, so you're saying this one listen, did like, it so much better? It's more coherent. Oh, okay. um, I've seen like I've I've dipped my toes in a lot of horror movies like you know I can have a semi comprehensive conversation with you about like the the uh white american tourist gets attacked by cannibals in the jungle subgenre <laughs> like that's how far I've dipped my toe but like like italian giallo is not my thing like it's just the movies are beautiful you know like especially something like the original Suspiria by Argento. Like they have this 
lovingly painterly quality to the color palette they use that makes it super interesting but it's also just like incomprehensible nonsense that i can't follow it's uh, funny because uh it looked i think was one of the general trivia for the movie was like the, the, the color palette for the original was so much different than what they decided to go with for this one and a very standard grounded look to it <laughs> yeah but it i think the movie does pull in that it feels of its time mm-hmm. like it feels like the the film stock itself and the way it's shot everything just evokes the like the 70s you're talking the original or also complimenting the, the this, remake i was talking about okay. the remake i moved on from the original because like it's it's weird yeah. and until you get to like the trippy last like 15 minutes who fucking cares <laughs> that's the answer to the original Suspiria. uh yeah no uh it feels very much like an older style movie and like coming off the heels of uh, Shining last week or a few weeks ago um, felt very reminiscent of that time for sure. Um, being stuck in Berlin and like kind of out of our elements like we don't understand the like we know we understand what was going on at the time and how it's changed over the years and like these stories of these people but to actually be in the thick of it uh, and then you introduce witches into that, and I'm like, "Fuck all of this!" <laughs> like, all the, like I all of it. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, going into this, I was very, I had a very uneasy feeling because I knew you really liked it, and I have another friend who's a big horror fan, and like this is on the top of his list. So I was just waiting for this this moment of this turn where shit just goes batshit insane and like and then it happens. And we get that but like it's not as crazy like it's it's batshit don't get me wrong but it's not as horrific as I was expecting um with all that being said like that slow burn just doesn't do it for me like if I want that crazy ballet movie, I'm going to go to Black Swan. Or, like, uh, funny saying that the slow burn doesn't work for me, and then I think of, I'd rather watch uh, Red Sparrow over this. Um, What's amazing to me is you're like, the slow burn doesn't work, yet you're talking about this immeasurable sense of dread you felt, and that's because yeah, yeah, of yeah. the slow burn. Like, just them building and building. And I get I guess I that's mean, what your what works for you so well. Um, I don't know. I just I don't like that uneasy feeling. I suppose. Um, so I'd much rather have a jump scare or just this dread and the the release, not just the dread the whole way through. <laughs> so yeah, there's it's it, you're hard pressed to find a release towards this movie. Mm-hmm. But it's it's um, it's I cool. I understand why you like it and everything. Um, I don't know when they started saying witches at the beginning. Like I was like, oh Christ, here we go. Um, and then we get the scene where apparently this chick's been just this demon overlord this whole time, just not fucking knocking people's heads off with a point of a finger. It's just fucking ridiculous. Um, it is that whole ending scene is just like you, you know you have like 
Dakota Johnson's like ripped her chest open. There's some weird demon thing running around exploding people. Uh, there's three dead Tilda Swintons. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Um, but I think it's a movie that like, I like what it's, I like the filmmaking. Uh, I like all the directorial and art direction choices and everything. Um, I like all the acting. I like the slow burn element of it to build towards this like weird crescendo. Um, I like how pretentious it is. <laughs> I love how it's just like. I think that's the point that I re- that really struck me about this one. I was like, the that's probably why it's just so looking down its nose at everything. I love how it's just like Suspiria, a film in five acts and an epilogue. I was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I it like is. It, I like <laughs> it that we got to about midway when she finds uh, the one the Chloe, I can't think of her fucking name. Um, from the beginning, I was like, why did, how did she play a role in this? And like, she's fucking this just ugly creature that's been in the shadow for half of the movie. It's like, ooh, what the fuck is, I don't like any of this. Like, get me out of here. But, I mean, it all does. Oh, so. But I like the, I, I like the idea of, uh, Let's see, how do I say it? I don't think all of the film's thematic points coalesce at any point, <laughs> but I do like when we touch upon them. I, you know, I like the ideal, uh, idea of uh, this, this group of women and them being more powerful coming together and the idea of like them literally berating the doctor being like, you could have stopped all this, but you wouldn't believe a woman. Yeah. You know, she actually came to you and told you everything, but you just wrote it off as delusions. Now look what you've gotten because you won't believe women. It's also really um, uh, cool like, seeing that I, besides the two police officers, I think everybody in the film was female, right? Yeah, and I mean, you even count that, like, the doctor is played mm-hmm. by Tilda Swinton. You and know? Like, like, I wanted to believe um, that if I hadn't... Uh, accidentally hit like the screen and like pulled up the cast members and it's like Tilda Swinton's like all these people it's like oh well we'll fuck <laughs> um, and I like I like the idea of what's going on in the coven and this this grab for power between Marcos and Blanc uh, uh, representing the same fracture of East and West Berlin and the fact that they're right in front of the Berlin walls right outside their fucking door and they're commenting on this oh, it, and the struggle for power that was happening in the people it there. It definitely had that very much uh, Midsummer vibe to it. Um, where it is that slow burn, but it's also like this <laughs> this coven or group of people uh, knows what they're doing and they're like kind of pulling people into the to make themselves stronger or like this sacrifice to a demon whatever um but like once i kind of got in that mindset i was ready for the end of it <laughs> i was like where's the bear in the cage that's all i want there was the bear in a cage and then it came and then the came. <laughs> but yeah i think if you're a fan of like midsummer or some shit like that uh definitely check out suspiria it's it's bad shit not fucking denying that for sure um what uh what was worse for you? 
was it just the bad shit crazy ending or was it that part maybe like 20 minutes in where she's like trying to perform for Blanc for the first time and that other girl's just being torn apart down in the basement mirroring her moves. Yeah, her dancing is destroying the one lady's body. Yeah, that fucked me up pretty good. I was waiting for that the entire, like more of that the entire movie. Just like I was like, that's the one time we're getting it. And just to fuck me off to start off this movie and like just as soon as the movie ended, I was like, I'm going to bed. I can't I don't want to deal with any of this shit, so But yeah, it was definitely the body being mangled by just outworldly whatever was going on, so fucked up movie for sure. The hell with witches. Uh, jump from there, uh, let's talk about The Thing. And this was also the first time I've seen this. Um, you did both. you ever see the original Thing? Uh, like a long time ago on like AMC <laughs> during Halloween. when like, they would, like back in the day when it wasn't like we're just going to air Walking Dead for 24 <laughs> hours and that's our Halloween. But, do you remember like when it would be like the week, you know, the month of Halloween, we're playing uh-huh. horror movies, and then like the actual week of Halloween, it's like twenty four seven horror shit. No, I don't remember like that. I used to watch that all the time. I used to watch it all the time, and like I used to like <laughs> buy DHSs, and like I would just have them recording all the time. Like <laughs> I was really into horror as a kid. Okay, that's a little far, but I can definitely see you doing that. <laughs> So, yes, I probably have seen most of it, but it's probably one of those things of, like, ooh, it's in black and white, fast forward, who oh, cares, kind of thing. that's interesting. I think I definitely want to go back and see black and white version. Um, but, no, I, but, I saw you know, a tweet, like, last it, week, and it's like, no perfect movie, movie exists, and it's, like, the thing, the original thing, and the, like, don't ever remake, and then, like, the thing remake from 80s. And I was like, oh, now I'm interested. And plus it's Kurt Russell, so that was all the all the way in. <laughs> it's it's Kurt Russell with the sweet fucking hat. What, it is. <laughs> what a ridiculous goddamn hat, let me tell you. Like, I'm waiting for him to put it, like, so it's the long way? No, just sideways, the whole way. And it's like, you're dealing with at least 60, 50 mile per hour wins, and you're just having this fucking billboard on the top of the head? Like, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. But he was fucking he was rocking it. He didn't give a fuck. And I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking R.J. McCready does not give a fuck. That's what he says. Um, (laughs) So, talking about the movie, it starts off really strange. It's like this guy flying a helicopter can't shoot this wolf for anything? And I was like, what the fuck is a wolf doing in the fucking Antarctica? Like, what the hell are we doing right now? And then to come to see, find out what the hell was going on with it and everything like that. Like, man, the the creature like, effects and all that shit was just fucking dope as hell. Yes, this movie is, that is, describes the thing perfectly. Dope as hell. <laughs> um, like, I would I would argue I mean I know Kurt Russell is in this movie and Keith David. I would argue that dog is the best actor in the film. Dude, because like when he's walking down the hallway and like the pauses what? and then like walks down to the other I was like, where the fuck did they get this wolf that is such so classically trained in acting? Like 
What a fucking star. <laughs> and, like, there's that scene where, like, it's, like, laying in the rec room under a table. And, like, it's kind of, like, its eyes are darting up as McCready is flying in the plane to go to the Norwegian camp. He's like, oh, yeah, he's going to find out what happened. I need to figure out what the fuck to do. <laughs> you're like, I see layers in your acting, dog. I know what you're doing. That's after that, dog. What a terrific, terrific actor. Um, we also get a ton of great names, like, before they hit it big. Like, this movie's just um, such a great cast. And, like, what a ridiculous movie, can- too. <laughs> Can I say what might be my favorite scene? Yes. <laughs> because it's so fucking bizarre and unsettling. It's gotta be the hand in the mouth, it isn't it? This. No, although that works. <laughs> it's the scene where, like, fucking, fucking diabetes himself, Wilford Brimley's, like, fucking destroyed the helicopter and he's just, like, wrecked the plane and everything and they're like, we need to lock you in the fucking shed outside, okay, old man? That's what we're going to do. And fucking Kurt Russell comes in to talk to him, and he opens that fucking slat on the door, and he's just sitting in there, and he's just like, I'm better now. I'd like to come in. And there's a fucking noose just hanging yeah. right there. It's the most unsettling <laughs> thing ever. Oh, God. This movie's just batshit insane. And, like, so we get 30 minutes into this and I was like, is Kurt Russell going to become a thing? And like, is that where we're headed? And it's like, that can't be true. If like, he's like, I think he's the main person. And like, as it goes along, like, we're never really sure of anything at this point. And even how the movie ends, it's like, well, fuck, that was the thing. <laughs> Blow it yeah. all to hell. I mean, I think Blow it all though. Oh man, I love this movie. It just it deals with in in the way that Carpenter cuts around everything too, is he wants you to be off balance as much as everyone else mm-hmm. is. Like you you lose track of characters and you know, you immediately are distrustful of them once they've disappeared for long enough that you're like, Motherfucker, you got tentacles, don't you? That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> the fucking head jumps but off like, and then becomes a spider. It's like, what the fuck? All this is just crazy. Yeah, it does. <laughs> there's that, and there's that fucking scene where, like, they go to fucking use the defibrillators on that guy, and oh his stomach God, just opens just up into a giant mouth. jaws. Oh man! If like, even though we're spoiling shit, if you haven't seen this movie, like, we're definitely not doing justice. Like, you definitely need to see this movie because all the the creature work is just ridiculous and awesome. Um. Yeah, and then you get to the end and it's just this it's this horribly nihilistic ending that like just puts a smile on my face every time I watch it because like either they're both humans and they are so distrustful of each other that they're going to die or one or both of them is a fucking alien and it's going to just be frozen until it wakes up later and does it all over again it's just this horribly bleak yeah. ending. Was there ever a re- or uh, a sequel to this? Mm, there was a prequel. That's really fucking bad. <laughs> because it's just fascinating to have this movie, and like it ends so well and sets up something else that like you could easily take a story from there. Um, there was you can you can find it if you go look around, but. Uh, 
they were trying to do a TV show sequel years ago, and uh, Ron Moore from BSG wrote the pilot script. Damn. Son of a bitch. Uh, but yeah, just a yeah. fantastic fucking movie. But to, to say uh, of the ending, I think Kurt Russell was an alien. There you go. You know why? Why's that? He blows up that whole building, and you're like, that thing blew up immediately. There's no way he got out of that facility. And then he comes walking around the corner with his fucking hat. I'm like, where'd you get that fucking hat? <laughs> you stopped on the way out of an exploding building? I didn't even notice that, but now I'm fucking fascinating. Um, I don't know. Fucking Kurt Russell's never been an alien to me, so I don't trust it. Definitely the other guy, for sure. <laughs> what a smart fucking test, too. Like, yeah. uh, to figure out to, to try the blood, like, the blood would show it. And then <laughs> they get to the guy that is the but alien, what's... and, like, he just starts fucking going crazy, right? And, like, the two guys are still tied to him, and they're like, got me loose, got me loose. Just <laughs> yeah, it's like, why am I tied to this fucking guy? Like, fuck. This movie is just awesome. But what's so brilliant? What's so brilliant about that scene is that he's played it up to subvert your expectations. Of like, he even does the the misdirect right before, where you know you've been hinted at that it was that uh, the mm-hmm. captain who disposed of the blood samples and doesn't want. And then right before he goes to test. The other guy's blood, he starts pointing the finger at him again and saying, you know, like, you wanted to, and he gives you this false lull if you think it's him, but then it jumps out right there. It's just listen, listen, we didn't get a chance. Open. I know you guys are busy, but could somebody tie, untie me from this fucking couch? <laughs> like, what a perfect moment. Like, obviously, I'm not the traitor. Now, fucking untie me, you pricks. That's so good. And then I love the fucking, uh, when the head's crawling away, and the guy's just like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so fucking good. So fucking good. Great spooks. Um, so let's jump from there. Uh, let's start with the laundromat, I suppose. Um, because, like, you text me to watch the new Soderbergh movie, and I was like, I'm all in. Fucking yeah, fuck Soderbergh. Um loaded this up, started watching in like five minutes, it feels like very documentary and I was like, did he just tell me to watch a documentary? Like, what the fuck is this bullshit? Um, to get into it, and I remember when like this, the papers things happened last year and like, you were so distraught over it and like, this shit's fucking terrifying to think about <laughs> like, that shit's really happening in everyday life Yeah, but I don't think the movie's any good. It's 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 all right if you don't really if you didn't know what was going on. Um, I think I maybe I think I since I had you as a kind of a catalyst for seeing what happened. Like, it's good that something like this exists because, like, uh, there's probably people that just never realize what was going on and how much like scams and schemes are going on outside of the world like it's like everything's just set up to fuck up the fuck off the the middle guy yeah and then you get to the point where like 
When you get to the end, though, I feel like I, I'm watching it, and I was like, "Is the screenwriter, and by extension Soderbergh, like empathizing with the people stealing money?" Because I felt at the end, by the end, it's just like, "No, Banderas and fucking uh, Commissioner Gordon—they're the goddamn <laughs> heroes. We shouldn't be putting them in jail." Uh, no, I felt the same way. It was really fucking weird. <laughs> Weird for sure. Right? It's very odd. It's a weird sort of a movie. <laughs> it feels like it's like, playing both sides of the film, but it's like you should really pick the one side because, like, this is a real fucking And up pick thing. the one side yeah, that's yeah. right. This is a real fucking You're, thing you're that picking the bad side. Everybody in the world for sure. Uh, yeah, it's fucking weird for sure. And, like, and to have such an it has such weird, an all-star like, cast just for a, kind of a fuck-off film just kind of doesn't make much sense. Yeah, and there's that whole point where I was just like, is that fucking just Meryl Streep in, like, a bad <laughs> wig? And then you're like, oh, it was. Um, But, like, you re- it starts with, like, this weird... You're, you're following Meryl Streep after this like tragedy that she's gone through and then all of a sudden it's just like no wait, now we're going to uh, stop and we're going to tell the story about this guy who's cheating on his <laughs> wife for 25 minutes in the middle of the movie. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> that's what I was saying for a good portion of the movie for sure. Um, but yeah, that's on Netflix if you want to check it out. Um, jumping from there Let's talk Zombieland. Uh, did you watch the first one again? No. Fair enough. Because you didn't because it keeps the same tone for the second movie for sure. <laughs> well, here's kind of what like I, I had seen a tweet um, that is wholly accurate. That like They're like, I don't understand why this movie exists because it's too late to capitalize on any popularity the original had, but it's too soon for anyone to be nostalgic for the first movie. So it's just this kind of flaw movie that lays in the middle. Um, I do think that like, I remember liking the first one well enough and thinking, and for the most part being like, Oh, it has that really clever Bill Murray cameo. And that's kind of what elevated it more. Plus, it was at that time where, like, we weren't undudated and, like, drowning in zombie yeah. stories and just completely awash with them. But, like, this one comes in and you're like, oh, it has nothing new to say. <laughs> and what it is saying now is, like, kind of, it's a borderline, like, Second Amendment, you can't take my guns, and if you do, you're all hippie pieces of shit who don't know how to live. Borderline territory <laughs> that I don't want to go into. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, also, I never knew that I needed uh, a shot or a scene of Rosario Dawson just mowing down zombies in a fucking monster truck. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't. I can tell you. you that. that was awesome, and I enjoyed it immensely. Mm, I don't know, man. Like, there is nothing that's half as fun in this movie as that, uh, like, the ending at the carnival yeah. in the first one. When, like, they're literally, like, riding fucking 
you know, like Woody Harrelson's hanging off the side of like a tilt the world and shooting zombies and swings around. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty great. Um, I don't know. I think uh, taking their weapons away kind of lent them the ability to do something different, but also took yeah, any but kind of what they did was yeah, it just kind of neutered the whole thing. But like what what they it's it's. What it felt to me, I mean, obviously, I'm not fucking writing screenplays or know anything that people were doing, but like, it felt to me that, like, we want to end this movie with a bunch of zombies falling off a tower. Okay, let's reverse engineer that. We'll take their guns away. Oh, and we'll do some weird semi racist story about how Woody Harrelson's part Native American and how this ties into his heritage. That was far too weird that I was just like you know what I'm not touching it that's somebody put that in there for some reason and I don't think it was the right one but whatever (laughs) and like and they fucking uh, they spend a decent amount of time being like there's a new strain of zombie and then do nothing with it (laughs) like at no point does it matter Uh, we have all these that kill everybody so well, and the only one worried about is the one. And you they're can't really super kill. indestructible, and you can't do anything. But like, mm, let's just hurt them off a cliff like the buffalo. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what we're talking about, movie. <laughs> and then they're like, and they're like, oh, by the way, here's another Bill Murray cameo, and you're like, fine, I'll take it. <laughs> Jesus, I didn't want to, have to sit through this movie to get to it. I'll definitely take it. Just fucking be smashing them goddamn zombies. Um, so yeah, but luck. yeah, it's not good. It's is it's not good. I Bob. feel if you're going to this movie, uh, you're just a fan of that first one, and you're gonna see get more of it. Don't expect more than that <laughs> because it's a really shallow uh, sequel for sure. It's it's not even like just a shallow sequel. It's like. The whole world is just like <laughs> it, it's it defies all logic because they don't mm-hmm. care. Like they're literally like we are years past where that last movie was, and they're just like, huh, it's crazy the lights and power still work, right? And you're like, what the fuck? That's not how <laughs> this works. It's exactly how it works if you live in the White House. Come on. <laughs> Not just the White House. Remember that mall slash <laughs> She lived in a free Um, Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, so from there uh, to Maleficent 2, did you watch the first one? Nope. I just went straight into the second mm, one. Uh, yikes. Uh, <laughs> you're missing a good port. Well, I guess I did a proper job of like explaining what happened in the first one, but um, mm, doesn't matter. Like, because I mean, it's not like it's hard to follow. Yeah, yeah. Like, this daughter uh, is. Here's what's amazing to me that this movie is such trash. Um, I, um, I can't believe that you sell a whole fucking sequel movie on Angelina Jolie, and you're like. I don't know. She's in it for maybe twenty minutes, and she has maybe four lines of dialogue. It's cool. So cool. let's hang out with Prince Philip. No, fuck <laughs> Prince Philip. No one goddamn cares. <laughs> uh, so watching the first one, 
um, realizing Prince Philip was Dick Grayson from Titans, I was like, oh, we going to see him in the second one? Nope, completely different actor. Um, which was so, so strange because I think the movie takes takes place like four days after whatever happened in the first one. Which is so, so fucking strange. Um, but yeah. Uh, as soon as I sat down in the theaters and I got maybe ten minutes, I was like, maybe I should have sold Luke on this for sure. <laughs> uh, do you want to know how I spent my first 45 minutes of this movie? Yes, I do. Okay, so I walk in. It's an eight o'clock showing on Sunday or Saturday night, mm-hmm. and I'm like, mm, someone's sitting in my kind of normal theater seat. I like to sit kind of where like people can't come around me, so like I'll sit in front of like the guardrail in front of the projector, so nobody can sit behind me and kick my seat mm-hmm. and shit. But there was somebody there and whatever, so I'm sitting next to it. I was like, so nobody can sit. There's only like four seats next to me. No one's gonna come over there, right? <laughs> wrong fucking a group of 12 fucking teenage youths come walking in and they're just like is anyone sitting right next to you i was like no and like well we are now plus we're sitting in the seats in front of you they're fucking they're screaming at each other this one guy's like why don't you make out with me you dumb fucking bitch and she's like oh i'm a bitch huh and i'm like oh my god they're playing music on their phones they're taking pictures well, this laughing while and the movie's playing Yes, for the first 45 minutes of the goddamn movie. Wow. They're running up and down between seats because this one guy's trying to fuck the other girl and she's like, I won't. And he's like, you're a bitch. And now they're fighting because he called her a bitch. (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck? And then like, they're like sitting on each other's lap and like they're grinding into each other right next to me. And I'm like, I can't get out because I have a fucking barrier on my left hand side and they're in front of me. Man. And then finally, about 45 minutes in, an usher walks in. He's like, everyone in this aisle, come out to the hallway now. (laughs) And so, like, they all get up and, like, they're all walking away. And he looks at me. I was like, I'm 33 fucking years old. Do you think I'm with those goddamn kids? They just sat next to me. Leave me alone. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's, That's fascinating for sure. Uh, I saw it in the middle so, of the goddamn I was day, trying to watch the movie like around that. <laughs> oh, man. So maybe it might have soured me on some of it, but for the most part, I'm just like, this movie is boring, and there's no real character motivation anywhere, and it's dumb. <laughs> like, once all of a sudden there's like, Oh, we're the secret race that are exactly like you, and we're the dark fae, and we live under war. We live in this hollow in the earth, yet we're complaining we don't have enough. Yet it looks like there's spacious mountains and fields and streams, and you can have everything you want. But they're like, we need to go back up to the top and war. They got, and I'm they like, got what wings, what motherfucker. They gotta fly. They were all Listen, flying. They, they had, had a goddamn limited space, but it's not the goddamn. Skies and shit. Hmm. Whatever. They fly to this goddamn looks like something out of He Man. It's just this <laughs> fucking goddamn island with spikes everywhere. And they go in, and all of a sudden it's like, here's a snow capped mountain and these plentiful, bountiful fields we fly over, but the humans took our land. I'm like, what are we fucking talking about? And then the other one's like, I need to 
commit genocide against the Fae because they killed my brother? Question mark. I'm like, <laughs> I hate all this. Uh, yeah, a really catching story of uh, love and loss. I mean, how could you not be on board for that? <laughs> yeah, and it's this kind of like. Oh man, I don't know. I did not like a lot of this. I movie. really liked a lot of it. <laughs> but I'm mm, a real big fan no. of this one for sure. Oh, and then all of a sudden there's like also in our hidden hidey hole, there's this giant phoenix, which somehow you're connected to, and boom, she turns into a phoenix. Listen, at the that end. was I'm just like, a mural. Huh? That was just a painting showing her what she was, and then boom, she's a big phoenix. Literally no, rising Melissa's from the ashes. Not- Yes, she was. She is. She literally turned into that phoenix. She literally rose in the movie. She should be a fucking dragon. Uh, I agree. Admittedly, I haven't seen the first movie, but it's kind of like, why are we redeeming one of our most iconic villains into a good person? Like, I don't understand why we're telling the story. I think it's a good way to try to do things. Um. I mean, growing up, all we knew was she was that evil witch that cursed Sleeping Beauty. And to give her, like, this kind of, like, look back on maybe don't believe everything that you were taught when you were younger. And, like, um, there's very cool iconography, like, because they have the blacks and the whites. And, like, most of the time, Maleficent is black and the the queen that's trying to kill everybody is donning white um and then you get that last scene yeah, where she's flying but... in the air and she has that half black half white dress and it's like there's just cool mm. touches like that um no because you know why that's not cool because for a movie about a fairy tale it has the drabest fucking color palette i've seen in a long time i'm, I'm not I'm gonna just like... disagree with you that for that for sure um, the also, first time we get colors is like real, the one colorful, the few colorful wings in the underground that uh, I was just like, more, give me more of that. And it's like, oh, okay. Exploding pink, mm. what red clouds over the castle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's dumb. It's like, you motherfuckers can fly. Go up real high and then come down. Don't fly at the wall <laughs> at wall height. <laughs> They tried that, and they caught a, a bunch of them. Plus, why? Why were her plans so predicated on fucking exterior defenses against flying creatures when they're like, I don't know, Maleficent was captured by one. I didn't know these were a thing, but we better prepare for a fucking army of them to come. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if you look back on my tweets, I'm saying it's not a good movie for the most part, but I just really enjoyed a lot of the iconography you know what i'd i would much rather i would much rather watch that weird fucking dumbo movie where i think dumbo (laughs) fucked than this not a chance in hell i'd watch this five times over before even thinking about watching dumbo for angelina jolie's cheekbones alone those cheekbones are so fucking dumb. Yeah, they are. Like, I love no them. other... <laughs> it's such a weird fucking design that I hate. And then they're like, also, here's an entire race of people who don't have that. It's but they, like, weren't, they uh... weren't able to use magic as well as she was. So, I mean, it made sense. She was just a See? little bit different. 
but there's a difference between like quote unquote not being able to use magic as well as all these people using magic <laughs> but maleficent just being a god yeah. she literally is just like green powder and i can do whatever i want here's some green glowies and i do whatever i yeah. want yeah so, i mean i don't like listen, it now. i'm i'm so sorry for making you go and i you made me sit next to teenagers <laughs> and i didn't like it <laughs> Um, it was really weird because it had a lot of the same same thorough lines that uh, Hidden World had earlier this year, where like they found this whole kingdom of these creatures that we thought were extinct and everything, and like they don't do anything with that. And like even the How to Train Your Dragon Three is where they have this a very similar creature, but it's a different one entirely, and like. Then they fucking have babies and they're like half hybrids of both of them. It's like, that's fucking, you just ruin everything. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's not that great. But I think if you're a fan of the first Maleficent, you're definitely going to check it out. And like, I think you'll dig it. But mm. don't sit, I next, know, don't sit like, next to a group of fucking dozen teenagers for sure. I try not to. <laughs> and I also, it's like, I was like, I'm also not paying fucking four dollars to watch the first movie. So I was like, I'm just going blind into a sequel. Who fucking cares? Um, so many apologies for that. Uh, then what do we got for next week? Obviously, Titans, Watchmen. Um, that's about it. I don't have my list in front of me. I'm gonna have to get back to you with it. Uh, this was like, I literally walked in the door and then we started recording. So you don't know what we're doing for. Is anything coming out in the theater this week? Yeah, I, I remember there being, I think, two movies, and I want to catch a third, but it's an indie, so you won't be able to. You don't know that. Uh, maybe I'll go out of my way and find it. We don't know. Okay. Uh, the Lighthouse opens, oh, for I sure. I thought that was last week, and like that's why I was wondering why you didn't throw that on there. So um, Because it opened, it's very limited, okay. and it's finally open. Yeah, if it's a Mace City, I'll go check it out, for sure. Um yeah, I can't think of what else is coming out this week. So, there's uh, oh, oh no, I remember now. Yeah, are you ready? Yes. Um, there's uh, it, it's called Countdown. Do you know uh, that one? That's a scary one. That's a really scary one, isn't it? I don't think it's scary, but it's literally about an app that tells you when you're gonna die. So. Oh. Well, that sounds ridiculous and stupid, and I'm in, I suppose. Yep. <laughs> and then there's that cop movie. Um, not, uh, you want- it's got, uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's about that. That's not the one on Hulu. It's about it? like that black cop. No, no, this is in theaters. I'm still talking theatrical, oh, man. Okay. Um, it's, it's about like that black cop who witnesses like corrupt cops and they're all coming after her. that movie. Oh, yeah. I can't remember what it's called. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I know what you're talking about, but I can't, I can't, uh, I can't remember what it was called. Um, was is Wounds on yeah. Hulu this weekend? Yeah. Do you want to watch that as well? We can watch that. Okay. And then sure. uh, whatever. Living I, with it, yourself for sure. I'm not watching. Come on, that. it's Paul Rudd. It's gonna be hilarious. I don't care. I don't like Paul Rudd. What? How do you not like Paul? Rudd? What? Mm, he's become insufferable in these past <laughs> few years. Well, you know what. I'll check it out, and I'll let you know how insufferable he is, for sure. Um, but yeah, and then I'll... Uh, 
This was the one week where uh, I, I didn't have a, a, a finalized spooks list, Uh-oh. but I will get it to you. Uh-oh. I don't like that at all. Because it was one a week. It was a week where I was like, I want to pick the most terrifying things I can find. <laughs> That's fair. I, I feel like we've built up the tension and I was like, all right, I'll do a couple spooks. Real spooks. But then I was like, the first one I really wanted to watch because it's a movie that fucked me up years ago and can't find it anywhere and I was like oh that's so sad Uh, it's a South Korean film called A Tale of Two Sisters no thanks Uh, you said South Korean I'm like nope those people are nope they get in my head too too easily no thank you (laughs) are you sure because I own it on DVD if you can just find your copy I definitely don't think I have I like have the uh, sympathy series but I think that's about it Mm, you might be able to find a torrent somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Shoot me the name of it, and I'll look for it. I won't look very hard, but I'll look kind of much, a little bit for it. <laughs> but yeah, we'll check out all that stuff, and we'll give you a finalized list. Whatever. You'll be at back next week for sure. Um, all that great stuff. Yeah. Peace, pineapple, and we'll see you next week. Peace.